Hello and welcome to the Club Chimera Martial Arts Podcast, Anti-Bullying Edition. My name is Jamie Club, and my intention with these shows is to discuss various issues in the world of martial arts and self-protection that have inspired my teaching, training and writing. If you're interested in the material I cover, please check out the show notes at the end of this program and also my website, clubchimera.com. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show for archive episodes and to be notified about future content. And I would be very grateful if you shared the show with your friends via social media. On the subject of social media, please check out our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn pages as well as our YouTube channel. With housekeeping out of the way, let us proceed with this episode entitled Setting Boundaries and Building Fences. This is a much shorter episode than what you might normally expect from the show. The reason for this is because it's an audio recording of a blog post I wrote for my publishing company a while ago in line with the UK's National Anti-Bullying Week. My objective then was to get over a message in a succinct way. I will leave it to you to decide if I was successful and as always would love to hear back from you. Attitude isn't a silver bullet to kill the werewolf of bullying but it's a primary element in any self-protection plan. Everything else has a far better chance of succeeding if it's underlined by a strong attitude. The failure to address the issue of adopting a good anti-bullying attitude is exemplified in the way that parents take children to martial arts classes. This entire transaction and agreement takes place with none of the parties involved considering the direct importance of teaching a child how to adopt an effective self-protection attitude. The parent believes that what their child needs to learn is a few tricks that will scare the bullies away. This assumption is based on a myth that fighting back against bullies is some type of life hack. The martial artist rarely has the intention of teaching a child how to actually fight a bully. Instead, they believe that their abstract system of movements will automatically empower a child to have greater self-esteem and assume these attributes deter bullies. This idea stems from the way many martial artists have grafted on self-help and philosophical concepts to mitigate the fact that they are teaching violence. Both assumptions contain elements of truth in the handling of bullying, but neither offer a wholly practical solution to a bullied child, and at worst can be extremely counterproductive. I've seen too many examples of children and adults suffer when their impractical fighting skills meet reality. Techniques work when they are simple, but not when they are superficial. Likewise, being confident in raising one's self-esteem does not reduce an individual's chances of being a target for bullies. Combine both these assumptions and you're looking at training an individual to be confident yet incompetent. A bully likes nothing better than to watch his target fail. It emboldens him and even provides further self-justification for his campaign of persecution. So what is the right attitude? Attitude comes from a sense of self-respect. Respect for oneself, but also respect for others and respect for useful information. From this base we build boundaries. These are mental and physical boundaries. The child understands that they're entitled to their own personal space. Within their personal space, they're preserving the ownership of their mind and bodies. They only let whom they want into their personal space and can refuse admittance at any time. Likewise, they respect the boundaries of others. Having this concept firmly in mind develops a strong attitude of healthy self-worth whilst being mindful of the intentions of others. From here, the child learns to become more aware. Their boundaries have centuries. Not paranoid sentries, but ones that learn to spot changes in the environment that might lead to bad situations. They also have self-awareness. They understand how their behaviour affects others. Furthermore, they understand the physiological effect of fear. Having knowledge of why and how one feels stress helps an individual to have greater control over their feelings in a crisis. 
On a physical level, boundaries form a tactic that self-defence pioneer Jeff Thompson calls the fence. The child draws an imaginary line and defends it verbally and or with physical items such as subtle hand movements. He observes behaviours to decide who will be kept on the other side of that line. If boundaries are breached and the child needs to act immediately, this is when a resilient attitude needs to be formed through physical training in practical techniques. This should be an attitude forged through working hard to improve their counter-assault skills and testing their abilities as well as the will to never give in. Finally, this attitude carries through into the post-incident situation, maintaining a constant sense of awareness for escape routes, finding help and reporting the episode. Sadly, the metaphorical boundaries that most people describe when it comes to discussing issues of bullying in children are the boundaries of secrecy a bully has inspired. Fear builds boundaries that a bullied person believes will help protect them from further harm. But this just internalises bad feelings and prevents a bullying problem from being properly addressed. My self-protection boundaries are proactive ones that serve to preserve a person's mental and physical well-being. My ebook, When Parents Aren't Around, A Young Person's Guide to Self-Protection, deals with realistic solutions for children. The work is primarily targeted at children, but also contains two chapters for parents. As the title suggests, I address the fact that there is no guarantee a parent will be around when a potentially violent situation might occur. However, in order to best prepare a child for such an emergency, I've learnt that I need to have the parents on board. The book will help parents to understand and support their children in taking charge of their personal safety. This written piece was partly inspired by an answer one of my child students gave to visiting grading examiner Ian Abernethy back when I taught a regular club. Ian had asked her the function of the fence and was particularly impressed when she explained that this proactive method of defence went further than just a physical counter-assault. Having been told to practice protecting one's personal space outside of regular training, she explained that the fence was an effective emotional barrier too. The fence put her in control of how she allowed us to make her feel. Ian was impressed with the girl's answer and has recalled the incident to me many years later. In truth, I was probably even more impressed on the day. Yes, I had taught the children valuable soft skills that allowed them to read the signals of bullies and other predators, and we had discussed how to manage fear, but I hadn't really thought about how truly empowering a mental fence could be to an individual. That day she passed her grade with top marks, and the person who issued her with the certificate, in other words me, realised there was even more learning ahead than he had anticipated. Don't miss out on any of the webinars I'm currently running on a regular basis. Wonderful clubs such as Keiru Practical Karate, Athena Karate, Forest School of Karate, Hinnerup Karate and Ryukin Shurinru have been hosting me on a monthly basis. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to the newly formed Curitan Karate in Essex headed by Tracy Radley. Tracy has been a wonderful supporter of this podcast for a while now and is an excellent teacher who, like the other mentioned clubs, is clearly motivated about making positive progress in her students' education. Often my webinars are open to all and are inexpensive. I've been covering such topics as my children's self-protection program, my adult self-protection program, martial arts cross-training and combat conditioning and I've got loads more material to teach and plenty to work on. Several people have taken the opportunity to book me for live streaming one-to-one classes via Skype and Zoom. If you have internet I can teach you no matter where you are in the world. Please support the Club Chimera Martial Arts podcast by subscribing to it on your favourite podcast sharing service and letting all your friends know through social media. 
A review on any of these services, in particular on iTunes with five stars, would be hugely appreciated. If you have any comments, questions and feedback, please send them to me via email off the clubcamera.com website or why not support Club Camera Martial Arts further by joining in the discussion on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn or YouTube. I'd love to hear from you. Next episode, I hand part of the show over to you for our festive season. This is where I devote the show to answering your questions. Please get them over to me via any of the CCMA social media or even old school email and I will look forward to addressing them in the next podcast. I look forward to hearing back from you very soon. Thank you for listening.